to Potadelphia. My name is Dave Diorio. You can find me on Twitter at fat underscore lobster. And I'm joined by a guy who didn't touch any balls tonight. What's up, Gene? Well, I didn't, at least I didn't touch any balls with my hands. Uh, <laughs> my name's Gene Zelak. You can find me on Twitter at producer Gene. You can find the show at Potadelphia. And this is a very special episode uh, because this is a this is a raw nerve union episode, which is uh, I believe a first of its kind. Probably. Yeah, we didn't we didn't exactly draw it up this way. Uh, Chuck is out uh, this week, and um, Gene did some uh, poor scheduling last night, so well, we're a day late. Mostly a dollar it, short. It was the uh, the fantasy baseball league. Um, this whole new world of having to draft over over zoom what used to take five hours now takes 10 um so you know but hey why I, do you have to draft over zoom just open a league and just draft in the league there's you guys don't need to like look at each other and stuff it's it's an auction draft so we have get, to uh, we have to like call out the auction we've tried to do it with just those bidding software oh, you got things. the big boy draft and somebody always complains and so this is this is what we the other thing is we've ex- increased the roster size now which is absurd absurd but anyway so it's a lot right, longer than i wanted to uh, we're not going to get into like people's fantasy teams but who's who's like the crown jewel who did you go hard for uh shortstop trey turner and uh i got um overrated i got, I got my favorite boy band guy uh bieber i got bieber Oh, okay. All right. So that's your your rotation and your uh, Verlander. Your lineup, your Verlander, two. Bieber, Wheeler is my rotation. Okay, I got Wheeler on my team too. Yeah. So he um, better really what? Yeah, better play good. Well, speaking of Trey Turner, um, we got some Nationals talk today. We got some Washington talk today, uh, but we got to start with the Union because we just watched the Union uh, kiss their sister. Yeah. And tied with Orlando City, the city of Orlando, Orlando City, uh, 1-1 in a completely bullshit game. Now, wait, are there actually two Orlando teams? There's Orlando City and Orlando FC, or is it just one Orlando team? It's just one It's just one team, uh, but they are you, Orlando City SC. Okay. It's the official team. All so right. The Orlando City Soccer Club. I get I get very confused because it's the only league that uses the European European and european naming convention over here we don't have like but why are we don't they have FC, like philadelphia why, bc but why are they sc and not fc uh, because in america we say soccer and not football but uh, but many other teams in in the mls adopt the fc yeah they should have made a rule that either we're going to call it soccer or football their major Whatever. league their anyway. major league soccer it should be sc but some people are being fancy <laughs> So the union uh, fall to second in the division uh, solely based on a one a one goal goal differential uh, over the three games, which is meh. Does that mean that Orlando was able to like get one more past Miami than we did? Uh huh. That's exactly yeah. what it means. Yeah, because I think we only yeah. got one in. Yeah. Frustrating. So, but you know, uh, I mean, if we want to talk about the game, we can. I mean, you know, Blake is just incredible. I mean, we don't have the best goaltender in MLS. Well, we do. We do. I mean, some circus saves out there. Yeah, it, it's amazing to me that he still is in the MLS. First of all, um, he was a former number one pick, I believe, overall, uh, and sat behind somebody I think his rookie year, if I'm correct, and then mm-hmm. uh, was goaltender of the year in 2016. So uh, the guy has already 
and I believe got last a resume. Year too. Yeah, I know for sure 2016. Yeah, I on the yeah, but I mean, he's he's. I mean, when we talk about MLS, certainly elite level. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this kid, uh, this kid Aronson, yeah, uh, has a bright future. Yeah, A Aronson, A <laughs> A Aronson. Uh, yeah, I mean. Certainly high energy. I think they, I mean, he's out of Medford, New Jersey. And I, they mentioned in the broadcast that Jim Curtin had been coaching him since he was 10 years old. Huh. That's interesting. Yeah. So, you know, I'm sure he came up through the MLS Academy. Um, so, uh, I mean, a lot of interesting things to watch for in these, in these union games. It's just a little disappointing because I feel like the ref, I don't know. The ref was a little sketch in this game. Let I mean the tournament on the whole. The it feels like the refereeing has been uh, sort of up and down. You've had seen some games where the refs feel the need to be way more involved than others, uh, and both of those extremes are bad. You, you know, you've, we've got some referees that are just leaving their whistle in their pocket. We've got referees like tonight who uh, will spend most of the second half. Uh, stopping the play every, you know, every time somebody moves. Uh, it was amazing to me that there was as little stoppage time as there was because it felt like that the first 15 minutes of the second half took about an hour and a half. Yeah, I mean, like, I want MLS to find its uh, niche in the soccer world. Uh, and I think, like, we obviously don't have the the most high-profile skill guys playing in this league um so you know i'm okay with it being like a mucker and grinder uh kind of league a little bit more physical than you, you know your average or, or you know the more elite european leagues um i, I wouldn't mind having a, a reputation for mls that's like you know it's a bit intimidating for you know during a friendly for a European team to come over and play with play with us because you know we do have teams that have a physical style about them. I, by no means am I talking like a, like a Broad Street Bullies type level, but you know what I'm getting at. Yeah, um, you gotta you gotta use what God gives you. Um, so you know I do like to see the the let it play attitude a little bit more in MLS, and I think that there were some calls today and there were some cards given where. It, you know, there could have been no call made at all. Right. Or, you know, let them play the advantage. Uh, and it worked kind of both for our favor and Atlanta's favor or against us and for us, um, where there were times where the, you know, play was stopped when, con- you know, the teams certainly still had control and they could have played played through. You know, if you want to give a card, you can give it at the next stoppage. You don't have to, you don't have to give it immediately. You can wait until there's a natural stoppage and out of bounds, something like that. Um so that's that's one of those frustrating yeah. things, and that's one of those things when you talk to people that don't like soccer. This is the the, re, the reason that they don't want to watch because they feel like it's so disjointed. Um, you know, my counter well, argument, that, my counter like argument had always soccer. been been that there, you know, you don't have to deal with commercials, so you've got yeah. that going for you. Well, that what you're saying, blow, blowing it dead at the advantage. That's the whole shot clock argument in the in the NBA. It's like you got to let them go on a fast break if whatever. Um, but the, the, so the, the, the union and, and the, uh, I guess they don't even really have a name, Orlando city. Um, they trade goals. It was kind of a, a, a stalemate for most of the way. And then a quick exchange of goals. And then there's this, you know, tie bleed out period, um, where, you know, Orlando city knows that they're basically have it in the bag. If there's, if there's a tie, uh, based on that goal differential and, 
very last 15 seconds of play, um, to me, it seemed like a pretty clear handball uh, in the what, that's that the 18 yard yeah, inside, uh, box inside the 18 box, not in the um, six. In which the what is the ruling on that? That would have been a penalty kick, right? I believe that would have been a penalty kick. Yeah, I mean it's it's one of those things where I guess the 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 reason that the call becomes sort of subjective is you the referee has to determine if the player was trying to use his hand to sort of gain an advantage on the ball there the union had a similar um issue in the previous game i think it was in the previous game maybe i think it was the new york game you're thinking of yeah in the new york game where the the defender was 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 knocking a, a ball down and it literally sort of like grazed his his elbow upper arm um, but there was no indication that the player made any move forward with the ball or anything like that. Um, so it was pretty clear that it was not like uh, trying to gain some advantage. And in some angles, it didn't even look like he made contact with the ball at all. Um, and I feel like they ended up going to replay and getting that one right. But in this case, they don't go to replay. And in this case, I thought it was pretty clear that he sticks his hand out to sort of nudge the ball forward or or, or or knock the ball down so that it didn't get clear through the yeah, but I, will, I would classify it as the player's arm movement initiated the contact with the ball over the ball initiating the contact yeah with and the it was also arm. much closer to the hand and not so much like the upper arm um so it didn't look like right. you know like the like he tried to curl his hand away or anything it looked like he kind of popped his hand out to knock the ball you know to kind of sort of help knock the ball down um, and this ref, they, they, you know, I know Gene, you might have missed the beginning part of the broadcast. This ref, um, they called out. It's unusual for a ref to um, oversee. Like they try to avoid a ref overseeing um, so many games for one team. Okay. And evidently, this ref um, called the like three of the last five Orlando City games. Yeah. So because you, I guess you get a certain amount of familiarity with the. With the players, I don't know if you want to if it's good or bad. Yeah, I mean that's eyebrow raising uh, to me. But like ultimately, it may be a blessing in disguise because both of these teams were qualified for the round of sixteen going into the game. Um, You know, no one was facing any sort of elimination. We'll start that nonsense tomorrow. Um, And one of the most dangerous teams. I mean, the team that knocked us out of the playoffs last year, Atlanta, uh, is lurking. Right. Um, and I mean, they're facing elimination basically tomorrow. Uh, but if they win, uh, they will be the third, uh, third place. Te- basically, they're like a wild card. Yeah. Um, getting in and they would play the number one seed from our group. Yeah. Cause I guess the way that they drew this tournament up because of some things that caused teams to not be able to participate, they ended up having to, to make third the best third place team out of what is it? Three of the groups move on or, or the best two third place teams out of right, three right. of the groups, something like that to make it to, so that there would be enough for a round of 16. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that is not the, 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 the team I would want to draw as a third place team. That's going to be coming in feeling like they're, they're playing with house money. No, you got to think if that's, if that's the first round matchup uh, and it's Orlando city and Atlanta, uh, you got to think Atlanta's going to be favored in that game. Uh, now, the, now that we're the runner-up in this division, we face kind of a different situation. We play the runner-up from Group C. 
Uh, so that is going to be an option between Toronto FC, the New England Revolution, and DC United, uh, depending on how you know their games play out. Uh, I think tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, the, we'll we'll know a lot more after the 9 a.m. game. And that's um, kind of the order I would least like to see them: Toronto, right. New England, and DC. So yeah, there's a good and, chance and Toronto you know, and, and New England play each other at 9 a.m. Right. So the way things stand now, we'd be facing New England, which I always love a Philly Boston matchup. Yeah, no, I actually think that would be a that would be a good matchup. I, I kinda want to avoid Toronto. But really, of those three teams, it's not a bad draw for us. They're all teams that we're at least somewhat familiar with. We have some idea of their style. Um you know, so I, I I'm glad we're there's a, a almost a zero chance we get Atlanta in the first round. So Yeah. So uh it wasn't a dupe tonight. It uh, wasn't a poop tonight. We're but just kinda... uh, but uh, do we want, you know, Andre Blake, I think the the thing that you can really take away from this, if, if you are just sort of watching the union closely, the way, you know, I, 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 I've, I am admittedly been a uh, hop on, hop off to a certain degree. Although the last probably three years, I've watched a lot more than I haven't. But this is what a good goaltender can do for you, especially in a game like this, where it looked pretty clear by the as they say in the run of play that Orlando uh, had long stretches where they were in control. Um, if you have a guy that is frustrating you and, and keeping keeping you out of, off the scoreboard, you know one fluky um, counter and uh, and you can put yourself ahead. Uh, you know, granted we 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 got bit by our inability to mark people in the inside the box and gave up a, you know, a pretty, it was a good looking goal actually. Um, but you know, it, it's rare to see an exchange like that, you know, where you, you, you have it kind of swap in 60 seconds. Um, so I don't know. Yeah. But I mean, like to your point, Gene, what's a great cross in front of the opposing goal. Uh, if there's no one there to meet it, I mean, what's the point of even right. doing it? Right. Exactly. Uh, and you got Aronson, who's like just like the, running as fast as possible everywhere um, as like the only viable offensive threat right there. Where's that guy with the what's the who was the like the the, the uh, Czechoslovakian name? What, what? Uh, I don't know that he played tonight, did he? He's not on any kind of a card situation, I don't think. I, I don't... No, no, he played. He played today. Uh, he just yeah, didn't, he's he just good. Did, we he just didn't, didn't have much of an impact more. Yeah, I mean, but Bedoya had a nice assist. Yeah, yeah, and he—they were saying that he was pretty heated over some of the the stuff that the the referees referees. Yeah, caused. I wish they would have shown, or at least attempted to find to show what he was referring to. I think there's a situation with the yeah, VAR where they're that... not getting good—they're not getting good angles on stuff because when we're watching the game, it it's difficult to watch the game. Yeah, they got a. It's evident they have a tower at the fifty yard or the the midfield line, and uh, just one camera kind of panning left and right. Yeah. And it, it's vastly different than if there was like a camera on like uh, one of those uh, skyline like zip lines mm-hmm. that go back and forth across. Because you're looking, you're always looking at like a forty five degree angle at the action, and right. the, your depth perception gets a little off. So even a review is difficult. So I don't even know how they would, they do VAR with the, um, with the offsides. Cause when you watch it in the EPL, you know, they, they draw like the line across the field. Mm-hmm. You can see exactly where it is. Well, those, those facilities are all completely upgraded for that sort of, sort of technology. I think even there's MLS stadiums that are in much better technological shape to broadcast soccer than what 
we have in the bubble. Oh, I believe it. Yeah, I completely believe it because it's it's kind of frustrating to to watch. Um, so when so yeah. would the next game be? Is it would it be this weekend? Uh, I have the I have it I have a sh- uh, to get into the theme. I have the I have the schedule uh, up here. Let me see if I can find when the second round. I know that round one closes be. tomorrow. I wasn't sure when round two technically begins. Doesn't look like they have it quite updated yet so we are wait what group are we group a A. group a second place versus group c second place is 10 30 p.m on saturday july 25th okay all right so that's nice we'll be able to watch the fills roll right into that roll right into mls playoff what time is the fills game on saturday I don't know. Look, it's probably like a seven o'clock game. That but... is insane to be thinking about. That as soon as this weekend, I will be watching baseball that actually counts. What did I say it was? The twenty fifth. Yeah, Saturday is okay. Saturday is uh, a four o'clock game. Okay. Uh, for the fightings. Okay. So we'll have a we'll have a breather in between. Watch another baseball game. So Friday is actually the Phillies. <coughs> uh, uh, is it a home or away opener or, or bubble <clears throat> opener? It's the home opener. It's the season opener. It's the home opener at seven oh five against the, uh, the Miami Marlins. You are Miami Marlins. So what? Um, what do you think about this whole uh, prospect of playing only Eastern uh, Region teams? Is, is there anything that excites you or disappoints you or makes you mad that you're not going to get to see Gabe Kapler in the regular season? No, I I don't like it. I mean, I would much prefer to see every team uh, come through. And you know, we broke that. Uh, like a 125-year streak of playing the Pirates. Oh, God, uh, yeah. Every year. Um, you know, I, I like the greater variety. You know, we're, it goes as close to, we're as close to Pittsburgh that, as we are to Boston. I know, but uh, it goes beyond the fact that, like, I, you know, it's a shit draw. Um, the division, like these divisions being matched up with one another. I mean, they – potentially could be the two best divisions in baseball. Yeah. Uh, I know the ALS may have, I mean, both the Western conferences have something to say about it. And, and I mean, I'm sure they're not feeling too great about, uh, you know, I'm sure the, I'm sure Gabe's not like thrilled playing, you know, the Dodgers, Rockies, yeah, angels and A's uh, and Houston. I mean, you know, as often as he's going to have to, but yeah. um you know, it's really tough to to say, you know, stack that up against the likes of like the Rays, the Yankees, the Braves, the Mets. Um, it's tough. It's tough. You got you got the Orioles and you got the Marlins and you better win those damn games. You've got to you've got to. And then, you know, every year we say the, the people that can they can get the most wins off the Marlins or, you know, and it. Yeah. Now, I don't know if you were watching summer camp uh, last night, but um yeah, there's some speculation of how many wins do you think it will take to win the division? And um I th- are, are you thinking I, it's gonna be forty? No, well, uh Ben um said thirty two will do it. Thirty two. Man, I feel like that's low, but I don't know. We'll see. I mean, it's going to be a competitive division. You you might see a really good team with a really low number come out of this whole kind of gauntlet i mean i think 35 or 36 um is pretty strong it's a good number yeah it's pretty strong um, it's so, so insane to think like the whole season is just going to be august and september i mean last year 
you know, this time last year we were ready to write off the Phillies. You know what I mean? It was they were they were into that that traditional late summer swoon. It's funny. It's funny because it's like now um, we finally get to watch meaningful games in August and September. <laughs> I know. I know. And it's because everybody's starting at zero. Well, think about it this way. Every game is a three-game series. Yeah. Basically, one that's, game. So that's every, what it comes down Every time to. you lose, it's the equivalent of being swept. Getting swept, yeah. You, you really have to buckle down and you've got to play, you know, your most focused version of baseball every single day. You're, you know, you're basically starting off in the pennant race. You can't, and, and you can't let, you know, uh, Reese Hoskins, lo, uh, you know, God bless you, dude. Like, I love you to death. Um, but, you know, you start getting into one of these Reese Hoskins slumps, you know, you're riding pine, bro. Yeah. Because we can't afford to let you just work out the kinks while we're just bleeding games like that's just not going to work so you got to you know i I hope girardi's ready to you know play the hot hand um well and we have the dh you know like it or, or or not like that is the reality that you know the phillies need to use their roster in in a way that the defense is strong and that you you put out the best bats you can you know one through nine uh it's going to be very strange as a national league fan to watch and not under you know have sort of the difference between the traditional eight hole nine hole hitters um and you know what it's like i'm <laughs> i know this is going to be a permanent thing um but i'm really kind of just rolling with it this season like i'm pretending it's not a permanent thing and, right. I, and i'm like okay this is just like exhibition baseball like they're trying out all kinds of different things um maybe it'll turn out that well it's it's staying i'm you know i'm just trying to <laughs> we're trying to delay the inevitable but yeah no i think the dh is going to be something that it's funny doing. we haven't really talked about this but like you know i'm interested in seeing the runner on second i'm interested in seeing it it doesn't mean i'm going to ever like it oh um, no but i am i am certainly curious to see how it figures into strategy um i don't know I, and this is something that I, I i was saying to to my dad not long ago i said you know I, maybe it's just me but I don't want games to be shorter, so to speak. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I like that baseball has, you know, like you play baseball until it's over. Like, there, there's certain, there's a certain romance to that for me. Well, we've said that. We've said that on the podcast, the, like, a lot. You know, baseball is baseball. If you don't like it, then you don't like baseball. It's right. fine. I don't think, I don't think putting a runner on second and extra innings is going to make somebody who doesn't like baseball go, oh, now look at this now. Right. Let's, I'm a fan now. Like it just doesn't work that way. You still have to sit through the first nine innings to get to the. Let me ask this: Do you know the answer to this? Who starts on second? Is it? Oh, I don't know. I out. I I I am. I think that that's one of those things that we have to establish. I I couldn't find an answer to that question that seemed to kind of crystallize it for me. But that's a really good question. I was thinking, you know, is there a, you know, would that be a reason to hold somebody on your roster? Um, because they're real fast and, you know, if they do nothing else other than, than run with these extended rosters, do you just keep a really, really fast guy from your minor league system? And, you know, he's your, he's your guy. Here's the, and here's the rule. An extra innings rule will begin each extra inning with a runner on second base, the batter or substitute for the batter who leads off an inning shall continue to be the batter who would lead off the inning in the absence of the extra innings rule. 
Okay. I don't think I understood that. I guess they're saying that you can't use the. What oh, the, the number four batter. Okay, here, here it is. Sorry, I, I, I read the wrong rule. So if not, if the if the number five batter is leading off, the number four batter starts on second. Okay. So you know, if we we're talking two thousand eight Phillies, if 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 Ryan Howard is up. No, well, hold on. If if the five hole hitter is up, which is uh, who probably is Jason that? Worth, uh, Jason Worth, then Ryan Howard starts on second. Okay, but so if Ryan Howard is the leadoff guy, then Chase Utley starts on second. Right. Okay. That's kind of okay. So get, well, there is that, that can mess little... with your strategy yeah. a little bit, yeah. one way or the other. Yeah. I would bunt every time. Yeah. Virtually every time. Yeah, or if I've got my leadoff man on, I think I'm trying to steal. You're gonna try to steal third. I'm gonna try to steal third. You're a maniac. <laughs> so I was talking to a friend of mine, and he was saying that, and you probably have experienced this more so than I do, because uh, my nephew's still young. But there's some of these some of these tournaments. The the rule that they use in extra innings is that they load the bases uh, to start the inning. Um, so you go into the seventh or eighth or whatever. These are kids that are like 11, 12, I guess. And uh, you know you get into that seventh frame, and you come out. Your your pitcher comes out to the bases loaded. So, um, you know, you walk a guy and you're in big trouble. We had a we had an extra inning game a couple of weeks ago. It was tied after six, um, and we played eight full innings, and then they just then we just called it a tie. Yeah, when I when I coached uh, when I coached for uh, diocesan ball, we we played just full innings, and I think we would go to nine, nine or darkness. I think was the rule. Then the ref the umpire could call it for darkness. Amazingly, in all that time. Uh, we were also not very good, so we never had a tie. But I did coach a team that turned a triple play. Oh, unassisted? Uh, no, it was assisted. I think it was. Uh, I think it was uh, two guys. But uh, yeah, they turned a triple play. Um, we lost that game twelve to two, but they turned a triple play. Well, look, you could take that to the grave, I guess. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's funny. Uh, well, you know, you run out of you run out of arms is the thing with these kids because they can only throw, um, you know, forty pitches right before you got to pull them. Um, so you can't you can only let it go so long. Okay, but back to professional sports. Um, let's talk. Let's talk. You know, more Phillies stuff. Um, what do you what do you I mean like what do you think? What is your what's your projection? I mean, what are you feeling? Vegas has us a 31 and a half. Uh like are you feeling are you feeling frisky on the fills or you know, are you feeling down? What, where's your I head mean, at? honestly, because the Braves they, are a mess, by the way. The Braves are an absolute mess. They have a lot of health issues. They have a lot They're of dripping with COVID. I'm fairly certain that they're they're they can't even get Cole Hamels into the building yet. I have no idea who's gonna be pitching for that team. Uh, I mean, how devastating is it to lose a player for, like, two weeks? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Injuries are going to be very, very – you have to stay healthy uh, this year. Um, Yeah, the Braves are sort of a mess. The Nationals seem to be, you know, okay. They they come in certainly with their pitching intact, which – it's going to be interesting to see if the pitchers are ahead of the the hitters, which they they should be. Rendon's out. Um, in, in LA, mm-hmm. uh, Zimmerman says he's not playing. Right. I mean, that's a lot of veteran leadership gone. Yeah. 
you know, I, I know they have, you know, other players, but I mean, that's a blow, right? Yeah. Uh, the Mets, I have some interesting P players that, um, new manager, new manager, not the manager they wanted. No, but, right? it, I mean, but that's one of those things where we, you know, we also have a new manager, but for some reason I'm a lot more confident that our manager is a significant upgrade. Well, you got to, we got a manager that won a goddamn world series. This is a first time manager who was, I don't know what he was doing in the minor leagues. Bat and, he boy. Was, and he was not even the first choice. You know what I mean? Like he was bat boy. this was after the, all the good managers have been plucked. Um, so we'll we'll see what kind of leadership. Ball boy at the U.S. Open, they yeah. pulled him in. And yeah, said, hey, uh, manage our team. Put on this uniform. You 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 never you never banged on a trash can, right? Um, yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how 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 the the division itself uh, shapes up. You know what? Damn it! You, you know what? I, we're, we're, this conversation is talking me into into optimism. Yeah, and I, I just feel like Girardi gives me that sort of sense of he will keep people in line. And I really, really like the upgrade of bringing in uh, Didi Gregorius. I think he's going to be a lot more important to this team than people already uh, are aware of. I think that he makes the lineup much deeper. Uh, I think if Gene Segura can keep his goddamn head on straight uh, and play a decent third base, um, you know, I, I still think that he's a good professional hitter most of the time. Uh, if McCutcheon, although he still does not look comfortable running, uh, if McCutcheon can give you something in left field and stay healthy, um, you know, they should be able to score runs. It's just a matter of, you know, do you need more than two good pitchers? Because I don't know that the Phillies have more than two good pitchers. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> it's funny um, because, what you know, what is going to happen to the rotation? So, you know, once you get past Wheeler, you're going to – you got – Arietta, um, who apparently is is supposed to be the healthiest he's been since he's been here. Well, we'll see. He's going to pitch uh, an inner squad game, I think, tomorrow. Yeah, um, Monday. Uh, you have uh, Vinny, who pitched Vinny tonight, Velo. right? Yeah, he pitched tonight, right? Had a nice game today. Five uh, five innings, two runs. Um, well, that's some, what like, he. That's his thing. Five innings. He, you you get that sixth inning, though. Forget about it. I mean, he made Aaron Judge uh, look kind of silly um, in one at bat. Aaron Judge took him deep in another at bat in one of those uh, fourth out. Did you see that? Yeah. Like we're gonna play a fourth out. Uh, you know, uh, <laughs> he hits a home run. Promptly hits a home run off. Of him. Um, but uh, you know the real the real wild card here is Spencer Howard. Yeah. And uh, he's definitely gonna be on the team. I mean, from everything that I've seen and read he's definitely going to be on the team however he's not going to be the opening day he's not going to be on the opening day so roster. how does that work since there's no minor league roster are they basically just having there is him no minor league roster has he just had to be out of the bubble and they'll have to like work him in two weeks i don't well I, what they'll do i mean all he's got to do is miss six games so as so he's allowed to be on the roster but he, he, he no no he can't be on the roster he's got to they got to bring him up after six games okay which will go to Lehigh, I guess. Whatever what you know, the, the Lehigh. He'll be on Lehigh the, Le the Lehigh page or whatever. Yeah, the you know Lehigh's gonna uh, just play inner squad games. They're just gonna bring dudes in, um, and play inner squad stuff to try to keep, you know, the pipeline active. So is I that guess. happening across the minor leagues where these these teams, these Class A, Class Double A, or 
or, or are they all basically disbanded and maybe just the AAA system? Well, it's an expanded roster, right? So you're going to have um, a bunch of guys up that, you know, probably wouldn't have been up before. You know, we're going to have Alec Bohm up and you know, some of these some of these uh, relief pitchers and stuff. Um, but, yeah, there's no minor leagues, right? Like, there is no minor leagues. Right, they year. don't exist. So, yeah, they're going to have to do inter-squad stuff and have them stay active. Uh, you know, the single-A guys are the guys that, you know, you really feel for because, like, what are they going to do? Right. Right, because they can't come up, and you know you're basically losing a year of development, and most of them don't get paid. Plus, enough. all the teams are doing that inner yeah. squad stuff, but I don't know. I, I have no idea. It's just hard because you'd have to basically create bubbles all over the, in these small towns everywhere, and uh, you know people aren't aren't probably. Going they were to be saying even the Phillies when they were doing inner squad games, they had coaches go out and play different positions to, yeah. just, to just fill the gap. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's catchers like, were playing, you know, umpire for one another. Uh, it's kind of, I mean, it's it's kind of interesting to watch and yeah. see it develop. And, how and it's, and it's it, you know, it gives you kind of a sense of, of fun again in a weird way. Like, you know, I imagine, you know, it's probably been a bonding experience for these guys. And I'm hoping that that sort of translates out into uh, when they actually start playing games that count again. How do you think that it's going to affect teams now for real when there's no crowd to feed off of? Um, there's no negative energy or positive energy. You really have got to generate all of that juice from the situations of the games themselves. Well, you know, I heard some conversation about this that, you know, a lot of these guys came up through the minor leagues. They've worked, they played in the minor leagues for a few years, and you're used to playing to very small crowds. Um, Somewhat not a, Not a very electric environment. Um, so, you know, you just go out there and you play ball. I don't know. They're going to, they're going to figure it out. I mean, like in Philly, are they pumping the, they're pumping the sound in. I heard the organ. They were like, yeah, they are doing some things, I guess, that can make it sort of feel like a, an environment. And are we getting the cardboard cutouts? (laughs) I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I heard we were getting them, but I I thought I have not seen them yet. Yeah. I haven't seen them yet. They should all be. They should just be alternating fanatic and gritty. Just every other chair. <laughs> that would mess with uh, mess with your mind a little bit. Yeah, yeah, the orange and green kind of. But old fanatic. I don't want the new fanatic with the weird eyebrows. Um, so, do you want a roommate at Citizens Bank Park? No, no, I don't want a roommate. I mean, the Toronto Blue Jays are looking for a place to crash. So, you yeah, know. not our couch. You know, do you want to say like, yeah, this is for Joe Carter. Fuck off. You know, <laughs> you go move to Baltimore. Uh, <laughs> you know, I don't know how that, that, you know, what's funny is I was at the, I was at one of the games where I guess the Rogers center or Skydome, whatever it was, was, it was having some kind of repair situation. And uh, they played uh, a Philly series in citizens bank park where the, the the Blue Jays were the home team. I remember, remember that. that yeah, I do remember that. <clears throat> and that was pretty weird. It was pretty weird. I mean, it wasn't as weird as I thought it was going to be. Like, yeah. I actually thought, like, the Phillies were going to wear, like, road grays. Yeah, I think we still wore, wore our home uniform. I think, really, the only thing that was different was yeah. what, what order people, like, you know, who, who batted first and last. Yeah, like, were they going to switch the bullpens? Uh, were they going to switch, switch dugouts? dugouts. There's no way they would do that. The Phillies, yeah. the home dugout is way nicer than the road dugout. Yeah, no. So I don't know what they're going to do. I mean, it, it's like. I mean, do you think Major League Baseball is going to have to step in and be like, listen, Mets, uh, 
you're gonna have to have these roommates. <laughs> you know, and if I you're mean, and if you're Toronto, I mean, do you basically just you know get to live in their road dugout? I mean, it's it's crazy. I mean, like I don't know how the schedule works. So that's the thing. It's like if you bun- like, let's say the Blue Jays bunked with us. Um, would it always work out that there wouldn't be a conflict? Yeah, I don't know. They'd have to or probably sit down and draw time, back up. Like yeah. two games in one day. I think they should bunk up with Pittsburgh. Oh, like somebody out of the out of our Yeah, I mean like bubble. give them their own stadium, at least as far as the Okay, the yeah. Eastern so division is concerned. Yeah. Give them, give them PNC, and I like PNC Park, so I right. want to see it this year. Right, or, or you know, they could go to Detroit. I guess that's not that bad of a commute if you want to have people from Toronto. Actually, Detroit. Well, I, I don't the know that anybody. League, the minor league park is is certainly an option. It would be kind of fun uh, to see the Phillies play in a minor league park. Well, I I heard that they were talking about going to the Buffalo minor league park, but apparently there's something wrong with the ability for lights to do night games that are capable to be broadcast that and this is basically because canada doesn't want americans going right. into their country yeah right? no they're perfectly fine if toronto wants to come there we just can't have anybody play them so that becomes the problem hmm yeah they don't want us they don't want yeah us. they're still going to host the hockey stuff huh but everybody's going to be in there you like everybody in but then you can't in leave the, in the booble yeah in the buble <laughs> yeah so i don't want a roommate either I don't know, man. That's a sticky situation. I'm just glad it's not us. Maybe we have to, like, share. Maybe everybody has to share with them for some portion of the season. Oh, can you imagine having to? Well, I mean, it'll give it'll give the Rays an idea of what that's going to be like when they when they start having the uh, the commute to Montreal. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, Yeah. So let's see who else. Uh, We were talking about the Braves um, earlier. Uh, saw today that they are removing uh, the chop on sign chop on uh, yeah. from well, the entrance. It's a chop st- on. It's a stupid thing to say anyway. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, so they should have just removed it just because it was dumb. Now this uh, this issue is very near and dear to my heart because my high school mascot. What uh, we were the Braves. We were the Absagami Braves. Um, and what so- are you? What are you changing to? Well, I don't know. Well, I don't know. I don't even know that they're changing. So it's uh, oh. it's the, the, even the name of the school is uh, steeped very deeply into the uh, Lenny Lenape uh, tribe uh, that, you know, inhabited the region. Um, and we did the chop yeah, in high school. And uh, so, yeah, they're, my high school's looking at, you know, examining should they change the name? So they took down the sign, but are they are they telling the fans like, hey, you know, no, no, no chop when you no, they're, when they're, you come well, back? Well, not at this point. It says that they're still evaluating that. However, I mean, what conversations say, do you think have to happen? Like, should we or shouldn't we? Like, I don't know. I don't know how long that takes you, to decide. You can't. I mean, look, we're talking about Georgia here, and when you look at you know. The, the governor of Georgia and some of the attitudes in Georgia, you tell them you're not – look, guys, chopping is forbidden. You cannot tomahawk chop. Uh, the the first thing is, is you can't <laughs> – my constitutional right – I have a constitutional right to chop on. 
I mean, you can't. And the whole cut. Co- first off, the whole country is going to be looking at. There's no one in the stands, but you know, next season, they start doing the chop. The whole country is going to look at these. You know, this group like okay, a bunch of assholes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Not that they don't already, but. You know. But you would hope that uh, maybe they would um, refrain. I, I don't. I don't know. I'm trying to think of what the equivalent in Philadelphia would be. I guess it would be if we were told we can't spell. Um, I, I don't know. <laughs> Spelling is verboten. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, like, are you going to turn around and say, "Hey, you know, look with the chop"? Can you stop? I don't know. Yeah, they'll probably just say, "Chop you." <laughs> Uh, so, uh, while we, uh, are on the, you know, tapping the vein of cultural sensitivity, uh, let's talk about the Washington football team. Well, just when you thought that their name was the worst of their problems. (laughs) Oh my God. I thought we were going to get a name announcement. Well, I'm telling you, I feel like Dan, Dan Snyder must've gotten wind that there was bad news on the horizon was like, I know I'll get out ahead of this by saying, I'm going to, I'm going to think about changing the name. So a Washington Post article comes out, uh, 15 women, 14 of them unnamed, uh, citing a whole litany of just grotesque uh, behavior. Bad, bad. Lecherous behavior. behavior, uh, Just really appalling stuff. It was just sort of uncomfortable to read and listen to some of these testimonials. Um, I don't even know what to say. That's a... That's a disaster. You have but one I, HR person. Can you imagine, like, you, 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 your whole life, you, you, you're a fan of an organization, you, you want to root for an organization, and you find out that it's basically rotten to its its absolute core. Like the entire culture is something that is basically a toxic waste dump uh, from literally the name of the team that you root for. Uh, like, I have no idea. It's hard for me to garner sympathy for Redskins fans, but in, in some cases, like, I, like, actually feel bad, you know? I haven't heard of it. I haven't talked to any that are like, well, I'm going to go and be a Bengals fan now. Um, you know, it sounds like, I guess, the diehards are, are going to stay um, locked in. But, man, like, you, I thought we had it bad when we signed Michael Vick. Like, this is this is something that's just – it's like every day there's another reason to – to want to, you know, become a, you know, well, I think what's happening is people are just going like, well, football's just not for me. If you're a Redskins (laughs) fan, it's like, well, you know, this is too much. I can't handle this. I'm, I'm, I'm out altogether. It was, it was Um, nice. I'm going to hang up my snout and uh, move on. No, but gee, I like, honestly, I work for like a 500 person company and we have, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. We have like eight, an eight-person uh, HR staff. Oh, I and haven't... those people are overworked and pulling their hair out. And I am like, I have to talk. I have to talk to them like every single day about something or another. I, I don't know how many people work for the Redskins organization, but I, I, would, I would imagine think they need more than somewhere one. in the neighborhood of more than five hundred. Yeah, and I would think that you would need more than one HR person. Yes, I would think so. And I, had uh, I known that they had openings, I do have a degree in human resources. I could have gone and applied. Look at you, Gene. You could have saved them. Yeah, I doubt it. I doubt it. <laughs> I imagine that there was no saving them in this case, having heard some of the things that went on. I mean, you gotta. Do you think the Do you think 
the league should force uh, Snyder to sell the team or, or... Oh, I thought that they should have forced Snyder to sell the team for way before this, you know, just because he dug in so hard on the name thing. Um, right. But at this point, I feel like, you know, you have got a clean house and you've got to completely start fresh with that organization because of the toxic work environments, because of uh, just his his attitude towards what I imagine is the other owners. Um, uh, yeah, I, if I were the league, I'd be like, we just got to we you just got to. I mean, you, you got to think to like the Donald Sterling situation. Right. That's the best um, example, I think. Yeah. So I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. They got to get through this name change. They got to. I mean, it's just. And poor Ron Rivera. Right. It's just like, yo, I just want to have a head coaching job. I just want to coach. I just want to work, man. Oh, I got to deal with all this. I don't know. I do feel bad for the people of uh, of Washington. You know, that football team has been there for a long time. Um, You know, it's a. And I I feel like they would have had a, a much better chance of having this go better if they had planned on doing this name change under better circumstances, you know, if, if, if they, they had already done the name change right. like five years ago. Right. Well, you know, this so is not new. It's, it's interesting that we, we finally got to a point where um, the language that Dan Snyder speaks has finally been spoken to him, which is greed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a shame. Um, Hey, and we'll stay in Washington uh, and talk about the Nationals, um, who you know I've I've done a, an about face on. Yeah. Uh, over the last year, uh, they have come out uh, looking like the heroes of last season, taking down the the Houston Asterix, uh in the World Series. So uh, you know I have more I have a newfound respect for the Nationals, although I still don't understand how they have a a fan base over over the age of 40 but what, what what do you think of their new their logo that they're wearing on their hats this year did you what see was that the new logo it, uh, and i don't know if this is going to be like their regular logo w anymore well it's it's this it's more more of a a a standard w but it's got the blue silhouette of the capital dome behind it um which i actually think is kind oh. of a classy look i don't know yeah, if that's I'm just like that. a that's pretty cool i don't know if that's just a um like a spring training third, you know how the Phillies have that red jersey they only wear in spring training. I don't know if this is yeah, yeah. A- well, the well the Phillies spring training hat is like the um, the Liberty Bell with like Phillies kind of like written. Yes. Um, so I don't, I don't know if if that's what this situation is or if they you know and they'll go back to their curly W. But uh, it's interesting if they do end up changing. You don't usually see teams coming off of a World Championship rebrand. Um, and this so- is like a, a like a. Times New Roman W. This yeah. is not like a curly it's a w. very yeah. very different look than what they've they've always had. I kind of always liked the curly W. I think it's a, a different enough look for for the. It the is league. a good um, like baseball cap logo. Yeah, yeah, the curly it's pretty, W. It's pretty good looking, and uh, you know, and it, you can you, if you say the curly W, everybody knows what you're talking about. Um, yeah. So <laughs> yeah, but uh, they've they've uh, you know for a division rival. They've managed to work themselves back below the Braves and the Mets for me. So, you know. The curly W is very close to a soft pretzel. It is. If you I'm... turn it upside down, yeah. it's almost a soft pretzel. Yeah, which is probably why we like it. <laughs> 
So is there something else that they did recently that's in, that's further engendered the Washington Nationals to you? Well, they named their uh, their season opener uh, the first pitch. Well, we know it's not the president because he doesn't do that. Yeah, what's up with that? You know what we did today? Um, and I, my... I, I've always understood it's because he doesn't want to get booed, but um, there's not going to be any fans there. You, you, you can't b- get booed. Well, he doesn't strike me as like an athletic. He plays golf or... an awful lot. No, no, I know, but that doesn't that doesn't that's not the same thing. I'm not disparaging golf or golfers. You do have to have a certain level of um, physical fitness. Yeah, it is a completely different uh, body movement, though, throwing a, a, a baseball. Yeah. <clears throat> so what we did, uh, I went through and I watched first pitches from all the presidents going back to um, what, like McKinley. That, no, no, I went back to like Reagan. <laughs> And the uh, the thing is, is look, once you get past Clinton, you go further back than Clinton. They don't even show the pitch, really. Like, you know, how it's like conventional uh, pitching camera angle yeah. is from behind. Sure. Um, you know, so they show it. They show it. But then when you get to like Herbert Walker Bush, they just show him throwing it. And you don't see where, you don't the know ball where it lands. lands or anything like that. So really, once you get past Clinton, there's no there's no evidence of how good. Uh, uh, now, H.W. Uh, Bush played for the Yale baseball team. Yeah, no, so he, assuming he, he was, has some level of competency, uh, you know, fighting against the age factor. He has some sort of competency. But I'll tell you, man, by far, G.W., uh, has the best has the best opening opening p- first well, pitch, and he's probably got some of the best footage because he's got that one on uh, you know the first game back from nine eleven where he threw out that ball. I guess. Well, the one is the is the game three of the two thousand one World Series in Yankee Stadium, and I'll tell you what: if there was ever a more high pressure first pitch to throw out, first off, you got a you got a um, you know contingency. Always, when you're the president, half the stadium doesn't like you. Right, right. Um, I get that. You know, 2001 was a very unifying year, but still, that's a high pressure situation. It's like, okay, 50 percent of these people want to see me screw this up. And then the magnitude of the situation, 2001. You're in New York. It's Yankee Stadium. It's the World Series. I mean, they say that throwing out the first pitch is one of the most stressful things you can do um, in life, and to get up there. Stand up, stand on the mound, like right. on the rubber. None of this, like on the grass in front, lollygagging it over to the catcher. No, stands on the mound, throws an absolute strike, and then walks off like an absolute boss. Yeah, just um, waves people off. And, yeah, and that's part of what the the whole like the, <laughs> and not to get into politics or anything. Not that this is politics, but part of the reason that G.W. Bush was. Uh, you know, an electable president will say is because he always did walk around. Like he had the biggest dick in the room. He, he certainly uh, could fool you into thinking that he was, uh, <laughs> that he was the president of the United States sometimes. I mean, no glove. He just walks out there. He just throws a dart and just walks off. Like it was like uh, no big deal. But anyway, uh, the the Nationals announced that Anthony Fauci is going to throw out throw out the uh, the first pitch, not only of the game, not only of the uh, for the Nationals, but uh, of the season. Um, 
and if that is honor the work he's doing with COVID nineteen um, and the the long history of service that he's provided to to this great country. So, do, do you think that when they were you know the first you're sitting around you're going, first call I guess we get a call. Well, no, he's not going to do it. All right, who else? Who else can we get? Uh, oh, who does he hate the most? Oh, that Fauci guy. <laughs> <laughs> if he throws the ball four feet outside and bounces it twice. People I mean, are still going to Biden do it. Yeah, I guess you could, but I guess they figure, you know, I feel like Biden must have done it already. You know, he was vice president for eight years. I think that Fauci was the right call. I think that that's absolutely a oh, brilliant. It's such a, it's such a class move. Yeah, I think that there's going to be very few people that are going to to knock that move that have any sense of what's going on in the real world. But here's the, here's another thing that bothers me. You know, it's it's in the statement. Die hard Washington Nationals fan Anthony Fauci. He, I've seen him before with the Nationals uh, mask on. Um, I don't know how old is uh, is Doctor Fauci. Like He's got to be like right? in the seventies. Yeah, sure. Okay, from New York. Right. Weird. Right. Where I get you're a DC person now, but like where. How he could be? I don't get. I would be more. It would be more believable to me if he was a diehard Baltimore Orioles fan. Yes, that's that's what I've always said about this like Nationals fan base. Like I, I just don't get. Like I will never not be a Phillies fan. If yeah. the, as long as the Phillies still exist, I will be a Phillies fan. Doesn't matter where I live. No matter how long I live there. I will always be a Phillies fan. I, might, I, I like, have oh, no. Well, I would like to see, you know, if I lived in Seattle, it's like, well, I would like to see the Mariners succeed. I have no ill will against the Mariners, but I'm a Phillies fan. Right. Like people at work know me as the Phillies fan. Um, I have known in my life that there have been people that grew up in the 40s and 50s in Brooklyn who were Los Angeles Dodgers fans because they had been Brooklyn Dodgers fans and they did not become Mets fans. Now, there are some of those people, too, because of the way that Brooklyn left. But, um, right. you know, from in my experience that, you know, Dodgers fans stay Dodgers fans. Well, maybe I mean, he could uh, maybe he was from Brooklyn and he grew up uh, a Dodgers fan. I don't know. Yeah. But being a diehard Nationals fan and being in the being in, being in your 70s doesn't necessarily jive with me. That means you abandon somebody. That's the way I feel. It's the way I can't shake that feeling. Yeah. I think but, that they probably look, should have just left that out of the statement. <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to give the Nationals some love lately, so I like the move. It's yeah. great. I st- I still can't go back to that Nationals fan who went interviewed after the World Series game. Hey man, how long have you been a fan? Ah, oh, since yesterday. <laughs> so glad to be here at the World Series. Fan since yesterday. All right, let's bring it back home. Uh, Phillies. Ruben Amaro uh, in the booth tonight. Did you catch any uh, Rube? I did not hear any of his uh, of his call. How how was he? And who was he? Was who was like, he in there with? He was okay. Who was he in there? He was with? okay. I'm just. Um... Was he in there with J Roll yet? That's the one no, I want to see. In there with like T Mac, uh, <clears throat> but usually. You want to bring somebody into the booth that the fans would like to hear from. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm just like, what? He got run out of town for good reason. 
why would we want him in the booth? I have no – I mean, last I had heard, he was coaching first base for Boston, wasn't he? Yeah, and he might – in the long run, this could be interesting. Um, Do you think this is his redemption story? This is how Rube re-ingratiates himself to the fan base? I do. I think in the long run, you know, when our kids, uh, you know, are old and they go, I grew up listening to Ruben Amaro. <laughs> <laughs> Legendary announcer Ruben Amaro. Somehow I don't think that that's quite going to be how it works out. But... You never know. Like, you never know how these things work out. He could provide some insight, uh, you know, as a former front office person. Like, you know, we get we always get, like, the former player. Um, I don't I, – I'm trying to think of like a GM that went from being a GM to the booth. Uh, the only thing I could think of would be in football. You had uh, what's his name from uh, from the Lions, um, Matt. Um, oh yeah, uh, you know who I'm talking about. The and, yeah, yeah. and he and I don't remember if he went from the front office to the booth back to the front office, or if he went from the booth to the front office, or, or how that worked out. But um, I, I can't think of an equivalent in baseball. Although, you know, I would probably – there's probably been some front office guys I'd probably really like to listen to. Uh, but most of those guys keep working in front offices. Yeah, sorry. I'm just trying to look up who this guy – I can't – for some reason I can't pull that name. Um, yeah, and it's usually because I guess like there are more elder statesmen and Ruben Amaro is relatively younger uh, GM. I, I don't – I have no idea. But who goes from a GM – <clears throat> to a base coach, <laughs> <laughs> to a, to a broadcaster. Yeah, he's really you know former player. Uh, you know he he's really had his his fill of the baseball journey. And he just wants to see all aspects of the game. Yeah, he wants to as see what aspects is humanly possible. Trying them all out, seeing figuring out his way to the Hall of Fame. I think is is what he really wants. He, he'll he'll do whatever he has to do. That's funny. So did you watch any summer camp this week, Gene? Uh, I watched a lot of it, it like, in, in post. Um, I was following a lot of the games Saturday um, or games on Saturday. Um, the Mets and the Yankees game I was also kind of keeping an eye on. Um, but, yeah, I mean, j just my takeaway is, first of all, uh, if Didi Gregorius can hit a three-run homer off of Max Scherzer uh, <laughs> with a mask on, you can wear one to Costco. Uh, sure. So, you know, don't pee on the floor in Verizon, lady. It's fine. Um, <laughs> but, but uh, you know, my other takeaway is just, you know, it's it's sort of been fun to just sort of see these guys. To me, it seems like they're they're playing a lot more loose, a lot more. It, it seems a lot more fun right now. And I hope that some of that joy that the, that some of these guys seem to be exhibiting uh, maybe they're just glad to be back working. Um, you know, I hope some of that carries over to the regular season. And I, I am desperate to see, you know, if, you know, now that we're starting in the warm weather, you know, are the bats going to be their traditionally summer heat up? Or, you know, are we going to see are we going to see the pitchers dominate? You, you're going to have to figure something out fast. Oh, I think we're going to see a lot of dingers, man. I think baseball is really interested in seeing some dingers this uh, this summer. It's going to be crazy. There's a lot of there's a lot of weird streaks that are going to get busted up. I think there's a pitcher that was uh, 
going for like season five or six for 200 strikeouts, that's not going to be possible. Um, you know, there's a lot of these weird streaks. Although, what do you think is more likely? Uh, do you think that it's more likely to see a 30-plus home run hitter or a 400 hitter in this 60-game stretch? Thir- so a 30-plus home run hitter. Wow. That would so that's be basically tough. like one every other game. In 60 games. I mean, over the course of like a regular season, that would be 81 home runs. Mm-hmm. Um, it's I guess it's possible. Yeah, I mean, you're basically one talking like not... one every other game to get to 30. Uh, I would say no. That's that's like that's like a that's like a home run every eight at bats. Yeah. Like, I don't I don't know. That would be really tough. I think it's more likely to see a four hundred a four hundred hitter. Although I don't think we'll see that either. You don't think we'll see that either. You know what? It's funny. I watched. Um, I was watching. Uh, it's not Greeny and Golick anymore. Uh, Golick and Wingo, and they were talking about it, and they were saying all kinds of crazy stuff, like um, like multiple guys hitting over four hundred, and uh, you know, ten guys hitting over twenty home runs, and you know, stuff like that. It's just like crazy. I I, I just don't see it. Do you think that there's going to be more than one Philly hit 20 home runs this season? I think Harper does it. That would be my guy that I'd say he's going to definitely get you 20. Uh, will more than one Philly hit 20? Um, hmm. So last – well, how many did Hoskins hit last year? I thought it Probably was like 30. 31 or something. Maybe. Harper hit 35. See the thing is, is if if Reese gets hot, he can hit a lot in a short period. The question is how, you know, can he get hot? How long can he stay hot? And can he avoid those cold streaks? Um, probably not. Yeah, I mean, because you know, probably not. But we'll have a lot of guys hit double digits. Yeah, because you know, I mean, you've got maybe Real Muto could get there if he got real hot. I don't think he's going to hit more than fifteen. No, I think he's got a game played situation too. Gregorius, yeah, Gregorius, I don't uh, think is going to be a twenty home run guy. I think he'll get you ten to fifteen. Um, yeah, I mean, and I guess the wild card is Alex Bohm. You know, is he going to have enough games played that he could hit twenty? You know, and has he seen enough major league pitching that it, he's going to be able to adjust fast? Uh, yeah, Jay Bruce maybe. If he's in the lineup regularly. Yeah, I think I feel like he's gonna be our regular DH, right? You gotta think. Yeah, probably. Um You know, unless there's an injury in, in the outfield. So who do you like in center? I think I like Kingery in center, honestly. Really? Yeah. You don't like Kingery at second? Well, I, I know that that's his natural position, but um I guess your other option. Oh, I really thought your debate was going to be between Hazley and Quinn. Well, I just don't have any faith that Quinn's going to stay healthy. So I guess if you're going to go Kingery at yeah. second, then you're going to go, um, you're going to go Hazley at center. Quinn, I like is the idea of like you know, I wish that the rule was that you could just have a a, a guy that you could just stick <laughs> on second base in the out, in the out. You know, I would just <laughs> not put him in the game unless it was in, in the. Uh, extra innings and he was the guy on second for some reason i'm like i'm infatuated with roman quinn like i'm like obsessed with this guy like i need him to develop into it would be really great if this could be the season where he could he could break out and steal put it all together right like you know if he if he could steal just 15 bases you know that would be such a huge 
thing for this team. Well, just get an eye and like keep, you know, make just increase your contact and just become like a prototypical leadoff hitter and just you just have that locked in. I would just love that so because you could just bat him eighth and you know he, he could just slap singles and steal bases. Yeah, I just want him as the leadoff though. Like I really want a prototypical like leadoff guy like that. It's just you know gets on base like a high on base percentage, you know, legs out infield grounders. Um, Steve's just like an absolute nuisance. I want that guy. How many, uh, how many wins leads the Phillies pitching? How many wins? Um, you're pitching once every five games. So that's what maximum would be 20. Like, you know, eight, you're going to get 20 starts. Wins. Are you going to get, tw- do, you know, do, do we get 20 starts? Probably. Um, eight wins seems like, you know, it seems like that would be really good. Nine wins. That would mean you're winning. I mean, that's a lot. That's a lot. I mean, to think how hard in a hundred and hundred and sixty games. How many to get win twenty? Yeah. Tough. And now you're playing a third. Uh, yeah, eight. I mean, you know, eight could be twenty four wins in a row. So, uh, yeah, eight, seven. Yeah, I think uh, if these guys can stay in the games long enough, right. you know, what kind of conditioning are they in? Yeah. Do you think it's Nola or Wheeler? I think Nola's the better pitcher. I think so, too. Uh, I mean, it's who gets the run support. Like, who the hell knows who gets the wins? I don't yeah. know. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see how, you know, how these things shake out. You know, you're going to see a guy that maybe, you know, wins the strikeout crown with 60 strikeouts. Um, you know, it's it's the numbers are going to be so bizarre to look back on, um, you know. It would be such a bizarre thing to look at the back of a baseball card. You're looking at, you know, Bryce Harper's numbers. You know, just think if there was anybody that was on pace for breaking Hank Aaron's record, this season is just like a big cannonball right through your pace. Yeah, I guess. You know, so, you know, I, I was thinking the other day, I don't know who the guy is, but I think the actual professional home run king is a Japanese league player. I should find out that guy's name and just start like touting his ni- like his nomination to the Hall of Fame so that at least the actual home run king can be in the home like in the Hall of Fame. Um I j- it just bothers me so much cuz I and the reason I bring this up is because one of the things I want to do once I'm allowed to venture out and do day trips in the world again or weekend trips in the world again is I haven't been to the Baseball Hall of Fame since 1994 uh, I went the summer that uh, Mike Schmidt was inducted and um, I would really like to go back and so I, you're gonna kick yourself when you hear this name because you knew it okay it's Sadaharu oh uh, yeah. yeah I did yeah, know it. 868 yeah uh, 868 I did know that name crap um, but yeah so this guy he should be in the Hall of Fame we should make it the the baseball Hall of Fame not necessarily the you know the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame. I just feel like it's such a travesty that, they, you know, at least we don't have the hit king. We don't have the single season record. We don't have the, the home run king. None of these well, things are in the Hall I of Fame. I didn't know this guy wasn't on uh, – it's in the 70s. But you don't know what kind of competition he's playing against. It's like you can compare the two genes. He still hit a lot of home runs. and and, and those, But those stadiums are very big. <laughs> I'll tell you, I, I was thinking of Chuck the other day. I, I'm not I, signing this idea. I've started playing this new uh, video game called uh, 
Uh, it's called um, Super Mega Baseball 3. <laughs> that sounds like super fun time. <laughs> it is sort of super fun time. Here is the my big pitch for those of you that want to play Super, Mega, Base- right super Mega Baseball 3. The reason why it's so fun. How is one and two? It, I have no idea. Okay. Um, this this is a fully customizable baseball game. You can create all of the players. You can create all of the teams. You can create all of the uniforms, and they give you sixteen stadiums you can play in. So you can and what this is what I've done, and it took me almost three weeks. Okay. I have completely built an entire two league, three division uh, league. That you made all the players. I've made. Well, I didn't do all the players. I, 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 you, I it's like a, it's like co-ed too. Yeah, you, boys and girls. But I made all of the teams, all of their logos, all of their uniforms, and assigned them all what I thought was regional appropriate stadiums. Um, and uh, yeah, it's been great. I I made my team the Philadelphia Stars, and I gave them uh, a similar color scheme to uh, the '80s Phillies but with a similar logo to the USFL Philadelphia Stars. Oh, um, so I didn't know if you were going to do that as like a nod to the USFL or like the, a nod to the Negro Leagues. Well, it sort of works both ways. Yeah, it does. Uh, and then I yeah. also made I made uh, the New York Knights uh, after one of my favorites. Favorite oh, yeah, movies. natural, right? And, uh, yeah, and I made the Florida Flamingos because I wanted a way to work in a pink team. Um, but, yeah, no, it was super fun. Uh, I think I drove my wife absolutely, totally crazy because literally I was spending hours every day with index cards, uh, with color combinations, uniform building, team building. I would, you know, I would constantly pester her being like, what sort of wildlife is native to uh, to Portland, Oregon? Um, so, uh, you know, that I could have sort of regionally specific uh, my favorite, I think, is the Oakland Octopus. Or it's called the Oakland. Um, they're the Oakland Clutch, and their mascot is a giant octopus. But it's in the uh, the Oakland Athletics colors. It's a fantastic logo. Okay, how's the gameplay on this thing? Great, and it's and it's a full fan like uh you know full stats like it keeps all your stats. I've set it up for a 160 game season. Um, the gameplay is really good and uh and smooth it's sort of uh arcadey a touch like uh the way the uh the the it looks like um and if anybody is familiar it looks like uh like nba playgrounds or like an nba jam uh style baseball game but it doesn't have like those super souped up like hitting mechanics where like the one guy can hit the ball like two thousand feet like it's all relatively well i all right yeah. Some of these guys look pretty like. Oh yeah, they're cartoonish, but like for the most part, the the you know things are fairly fairly reasonable. Uh, so but it's but it's also baseball cap on. Yeah. No, that's okay. And it's also it's co-ed, so you can have boys well, and girls on the team. It looks very interesting, Gene. It's, be, it's so a, are you playing as a team? Are you playing as the stars? I am. Your league, I am or? playing through my league as the Philadelphia Stars. Yep. So, okay. yeah, I think I've got a big series coming up against uh, against uh, the Dallas Warthogs. Uh, yes, I decided to make Dallas the pigs. Huh. The hot corners. So I'm just looking through some of the 
the yeah, and then you can even you can what? even sort of uh, you can uh, you know, and I should get on. I should be on the payroll for these guys. Uh, you can <laughs> you can even uh, you know when you get to the end of the season, you'll have you'll have free agency, and you can sign free agents, and um, yeah. and your players will uh, advance through their careers. But you could literally go through team by team, and you could create down to the 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 equipment and look and name of every player in your whole league. You can completely customize it. Um, it's basically the thing I wanted when I was 10 that I finally got when I was 40. And, uh, you know, it's a, um, it's not a full price game. It's, no, uh, it's, it's like available for $45 now yeah. on the PlayStation yeah. store. You can also get the original super mega baseball, uh, for $13. Right. And, uh, they're all sort of the same thing and they come pre-packed with like 13 or, or 16 teams already built. If you don't want to go through the lengths and time suck. Uh, that I did and completely customize your own league. You can just play as a, you know, you can build your team and then play against the the, the league that they've already got built. Um, but I recommend it. Uh, it. It was a better $45 that I've spent uh, in a while. It certainly has kept me busy over the quarantine. Well, when Stratomatic baseball leaves you dry, uh, super mega baseball will never let you down. And well, now you have real baseball to watch, Gene. Uh, and I'm, I'm actually really excited. You're good. That's going to be taking up a lot of your time. I'm watching a shit ton of baseball this week. Just an absolute metric shit ton. <laughs> I can't wait for Yankees Nationals uh, Thursday night. I'm going to stay up for uh, Dodgers Giants because I got to see some uh, Gabe Gabe action. I can't on, wait to uh, see where he puts his third baseman. It's going to be yeah, fascinating. On Thursday, I can't wait. The Phillies, uh, Phillies Friday night. We're doing Phillies Fireball Friday uh, at the Diorio household. Saturday, I'm just posting up on the patio at the outdoor TV. I'm just going to have the grill and just some beers all day long. And watch. I, I cannot wait to just inject baseball just straight into my veins. Wait, so, so you'll be doing shots of Fireball uh, you know, are other people going to come and like drive by and take a shot? Yeah, with well, you? we have Fireball Friday at my house. Oh, okay. Um, so if you ever want to come up and do some socially distant uh, Fireball shots on Friday night, feel free to come by. <clears throat> I think I'll have to do. Uh, I think I'll have to do an honorary Fireball for every uh, every run. You 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 know that uh, cinnamon right. cinnamon liquors do uh, <laughs> sit well with me. We'll do boom boom boom. <laughs> And, you know, that's how it goes. Well, you know they sit well with me. Yeah, so. yeah, it's the difference between you and I. There, there's like, very little There's very little that sits well with me. It just, I, It's something to do with my being motion sick. Once I get dizzy, it's hard to come back from. <laughs> All right, on that note, let's uh, let's wrap it up. We'll be back uh, next week. We'll, we'll try to be on time on Monday. We'll try our best. We'll be um, we'll be hungover from all the baseball. I mean, let's be honest. But man, we are going to have so much sports to talk about. It's going to uh, be great. So much baseball, uh, probably a little more MLS, and boy, we are going to be right on the edge of the uh, of the NBA. Yeah, uh, getting ready. So we got to do some uh, NBA primer um, next week. It is Ben um, Simmons' birthday this week at some point, right? And I think we just missed it. So happy birthday, Ben. You well, we're like eventually going to talk about how he's not the starting point guard anymore. Yeah, well, save it for next week. Let's tease it. 
All right. If you haven't done so already, please remember to rate, review, and subscribe to the show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, also, check us out on social media. Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram are where we are active. If you have any more time in your podcast listening day, be sure to check out the Whip Around uh, for an update on all the week's weird news. Uh, until next Monday, have a great day at work, everybody. We are out of here.